This to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're coming off uh, last week with a pretty doom and gloom podcast. <laughs> the three of us were pretty upset. Um, I'm still upset. We got some it was recent the good news. first loss recap in the history of the 28 to 3 podcast. Yeah, so I don't it was, like it. It's not, not a good moment. But coming off of that, I think, uh, well, we're recording on Thursday. So yesterday we got the good news that I guess Car Cinch, you know, essentially day to day, week to week, whatever you want to call it. Um, brought up that Drew Brees ran into this a few years ago, didn't practice all week, and actually suited up for the game and played uh, pretty well. So my spirits have been lifted. The season's back on the table, and yep. now we can go back to complaining about the offensive line for uh, another 30 minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was looking – yeah, the car news is great because uh, I think when we were sitting here on the recap episode, it was, yeah, we lost, but also – who the hell knows? You know, because we didn't. We it looked bad. I mean, it looked bad on Sunday, and uh, I'm still mad about uh, uh, Gary's tackle on Carr. I had a few friends make fun of me, like he shouldn't have done that. That was mean. Well, it was mean. Okay, he jumped up in the air and slammed it on the ground. That was mean, and uh, so I'm still pissed about that. Corey but, has feelings too. I yeah, mean, come on. But anyway, but that the point is, good news about Carr that it's an AC, not a separation or anything, any other injury that Nick knows about. Um, but I was looking for any glimmer of hope out of the O-line, out of all the updates from Saints camp this week. And, you know, not really much other than them saying, oh, you know, we're going to try to do better. Well, uh, let me ask you this. What were you expecting or should I say hoping for on that front? Oh, well, it's not that. No, you, you make a good point. I mean, I guess we're not going to know. I mean, any, you're not going to sign somebody off the street right now. That's I'm, gonna no, I'm not, I don't think they should sign anybody. Well, there's uh, nobody to sign. Maybe Lyle Collins is out yeah, there. Yeah, but what you're going to do is you're going to take a Ram check spot, the guy plays right tackle. No, I, I, I wasn't about to say they should sign somebody. It, look, this is going to be like a, a complete fan uh, hope and a prayer type take where, you know, these guys are the professionals, we're the fans, so they're going to handle it how they're supposed to handle it. Sometimes as fans, we want like, we want to see a little more anger, a little more like being pissed off out of these guys. You know, they interviewed James, James Hurst in the locker room, and he's, like, smiling through half his interview. Like, yeah, you know, it's just it's on us. Well, no shit. It's on you. <laughs> You're the one fucking up. But, uh, you know, but you bring, you bring up a good point. I mean, like, what else were we going to see? I just pray to God we see some, something better, just incrementally better uh, this coming week. But Yeah, I think the biggest thing is I really hope that Pete stays in the starting lineup. Um, I think he is a definite upgrade over Hurst. There's a reason that Pete, you know, as much as we bag on him, he's been voted to Pro Bowls um, over his career. You know, he's he's a proven run blocker. He has his difficulty. The the problem with Pete is his his big misses have been in the spotlight because they result in catastrophic injuries. Right. You know, Drew Brees a couple years ago um, when he when he hurt his uh, his hand by hitting Pete's helmet. Yep. You know, yep, because well, Pete got pushed back into it. Yeah, yeah, the lasting image is Pete getting shoved back and then Breeze's hand bouncing off of his helmet. So yep. I guess, you know, we've covered it. It's it's all about the contract with Pete. You know, if he hadn't 
been grossly overpaid as an offensive guard, we wouldn't have this disdain for him that most of the fan base does. Because the reality is, Pete is a rock-solid left guard. Now, we don't need to litigate this. We've been over it a million times. Um, I just want to go back to my original point in that I think Pete needs to stay in the starting lineup. Hurst needs to get the fuck out. Like, the guy, he's, he's the oldest offensive lineman that we're currently starting, and I think he's the oldest offensive lineman on the team. And to be honest with you, he looks pretty washed up this year. So I'd like to see Pete stay in that role. Pennings, you know, look, he had an awful week one. He, he's, he's trending upward. <laughs> Not that there was any other direction for him to go. Yeah, well, he, last week, I think it's an even graded out halfway decent, I guess, on, you know, PFF and some of the sites we all love so much. But the penalties. So well, he, he played better, but then he had three penalties that crush drives and we yeah. need him we need him to keep getting better and start to clean that stuff up too so they're in the the an enviable position of having to make sure they don't fuck up but also play like they're not trying to fuck up you know because uh hurst actually said it in his press conference he's like you know i think this is the one decent thing i, I took from it he said a lot of us uh have been essentially thinking a lot you know, trying to make sure we're in the right spot, have the right slides, protections, coverages, rather than just getting on the field and playing. Okay, so you know? then. And, and so it's kind of like, okay, good. I was like, oh, good. That's good. So you're recognizing something you can do different. Well, okay. but, but time out. Why is this? Why are they all of a sudden overthinking it? Well, is it, maybe is that's it, co- is it well, Doug Marone? That's, and that came up a lot this week. It's like. Well, that, it, that's the first thing. I think I don't know if I texted it to the group or if I just sent it to Nick. Like, my theory was Doug Marone is the issue. We yeah. brought him back yeah. last year yeah. in the offseason, and the offensive line, let's be honest, wasn't very good last year. It and was now, now, granted, there were some injuries year, right. and injuries all over the offense as well, so we kind of gave him a pass. And they weren't exactly— This year, everybody's healthy, man. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Why are these right. guys regressing? These are all first- or second-round picks. Yeah. Like, let's go left to right. You got Penning, first-round pick. Hurst, I think, was a uh, second or third-round pick. McCoy was a second. Uh, Pete, Pete was, was a first. first. So Ruiz was a first. Ramchek was first. a first. Like, there was no yeah. reason for these guys in years three, four, five, yeah. some of them later, to be regressing to where they're, quote-unquote, overthinking what's going on. Yeah. Like, Penning, again, I'm willing to give Penning a pass. You know, this is basically the uh, – that was the fifth game. I think he's ever started in the NFL, so I, I'm fine taking us taking lumps with him. You know, he's 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 getting a little bit better. He well, needs to get you better have to. faster. Yeah. You invest in him, you can't not well, play him and give him a shot. Yeah, I think that uh, the issues are obviously there, and and there's only so much more I think we can say. But yeah, I mean, you have to look to the coaching. We we've gone over ad nauseum how. It's not the physical talent that's the issue with these guys. Uh, and that screams coaching. And, and so you, the, the last place to look to is coaching. And uh, you got to wonder what's going on on the coaching room. So, you know, we could talk about offensive line woes all night. After all, this is our Saints-Buccaneers preview pod. So let's go with this. Besides the O-line, we already know what they have to do this week. What do you – between the two of y'all, you know, or we can go around the horn – who do we think has to stand out for our team? Or what do we think has to happen the for The offensive team? line. they got to be fucking competent this week we, to win. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. But besides them, 
What well, do, I mean, what, I don't do think th- anything else matters at this point because if the offensive line isn't going to do their basic job of blocking in the running game and blocking in the passing game, okay. we're not going to win. Okay. So do you think if they do their job just at a mediocre level, which has not even happened yet this season, do you think we're, we're straight? If they get to the league median, you know, just be at, at like the, the number of 15 or 16 yeah. run blocking and pass blocking unit, then yes, we, I think we should win the game. I, okay. I think then it all falls on Jameis if he's. The that's, what, that's what I'm getting at. Like, so if the so, offensive line is straight, what else then do you need to see? That's yeah, it. but, but we this? have to say the offensive line is the catalyst. We said this in our season preview episode. We said it in in episodes leading up to it. This offense is going to go as far as the offensive line takes them. And They've played the two line good ain't halves. Them anyway. Okay, so let's say the offense. Well, they well, two good halves in three though. games. That's what no, they Two second point, halves. If that's the it. offensive line plays perfectly, it then moves to what? You, go, you take it, Nick. Oh, we win easily if they play perfectly. I, I wouldn't well, say that. There's still a guy with the ball in his hand on every play. To me, it falls to Jameis at that point. Uh, the offensive line's not going to play perfectly. Right, we, we know, know that. that. I mean, we know that. And yeah, we've got a quarterback in there who loves just throwing the ball when he's getting hit, when he's in a bad situation. It doesn't phase him a bit to throw it out there anyway. I think that's the big factor. If he can just not do that and not lose this game – I think we still have a pretty good shot. I mean, yeah. it, it, I'm sure a lot of people watched the Philly game. It was embarrassing. They had 96 yards in the fourth quarter. They were being out yardage 400 to well, 90 something, um, and that's a very good team. But they weren't even shouldn't have been on that field. It was bad. Yeah. Baker couldn't complete a pass. They weren't getting any third downs. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't do anything until the fourth quarter kind of mop up time. Scored wasn't really indicative because Jalen had a couple interceptions, one down in the red zone and in a, in a second one. So, you know, I think – I'm not going to say it's all offensive line, but, I, you know, the, obviously the one you want to see step up is I'd love to see a big package for AK. Does yep. getting those quick things in the flat and those option routes – we saw Lave run. We talked a lot about that in one of the pods – him running those routes does that neutralize that pass rush a little bit because we haven't been able to do anything to keep them from just coming straight through us yeah, yeah you, you hit the nail on the head um i think with ak the key is going to be short quick passes you know use them the play we all referenced in week one where olave uh motioned to the backfield and then yeah, they the flared him out like option slash angle route stuff like that with camara you know have him get a couple of quick hitters that'll slow down the pass rush We've got the speedsters on the outside who we know can beat just about any corner who's going deep. you got Michael Thomas who should be able to eat um, in the middle of the field. What I want to see this week, ASI from the offensive line, I want to see the tight ends. Give me a tight end doing something. Juwan has been because aside from Jimmy Graham catching the touchdown last week, the tight ends have been non-existent in this offense, which is ridiculous when you think about the fact that we have Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Jimmy Graham. No matter what order you put them in, that is a hell of a trio. Why have they done nothing this year? Yeah, I mean it. It well, uh, they did. Pete Carmichael had media availability, and he did mention that. And I think it was kind of a cop out on his part, to be honest, because he said, "Well, you know, we want to get we want to get Juwan more touches. We absolutely want to get him the ball in his hands more, you know." But I think if, in these first few weeks, you know, some a lot of the reasons he wasn't getting it was because, or him or other tight ends, because they were being used in protection. And it's like they weren't being used in protection on every possible passing snap they had, right. you know. So no, that was a bit of a cop out. But that brings me to my, you know, it's a good segue. For, for what I think is the key 
you know, with the assumption that the offensive line even plays to a medium. Uh, and I'm also working on the assumption that we're going to have Jameis, that Carr's just, it's just, I know he's optimistic and I just don't see it happening. So with the assumption that it's Jameis and maybe even Carr, to me, this whole game falls on one guy and that guy's Pete Carmichael. Because if your offensive line actually shows up or at least plays better a little bit, then our success, whether we win or not, is 100% up to whether or not Pete Carmichael has the balls to actually call a regular game plan to his standards with Jameis under center. Because, like we said, the O-line can do... You know, well, you, well come on, you say his standards. Carmichael has no fucking standards. At the this Carmichael point. Sean Payton offensive standards. The 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 quick moving. So real quick, real quick, you multiple, want him to call as if Jameis is not the quarterback this week? I, I mean, just, I want him to I'm call curious. it as Jameis, but I, but I'd run I, the I will ball blow a time. I will blow saying. a gasket if you're suggesting that we keep doing our run, 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 throw a hitch route. Up, oh, it's fourth down again. Punt. I would because absolutely do that game plan this week. Bullshit. That is horrible. <laughs> you know, uh, I heard a stat earlier today. We've had, I think, thir- we've run the ball 13 times on first down so far this year, or 13 or 15. How many times nine have we passed? Of the, nine of those but times. How many times have we passed? It, this isn't, that's not relevant to what I'm about to say. It's pretty relevant. Not to what I'm about to say. Nine of those times, we gained one yard or less. That's That's irrelevant. hard to do. That's fucking horrible. So, I mean, if Carmichael wants to do the gain a yard on first down shit because Jameis is your quarterback and you're like, he's got to dial it up. I mean, either Jameis can can do it or he can't because we're not going to win with hitch routes and not pushing the ball down the field, not getting exotic with motion or screen routes or, you know, using AK and Olave in, in multiple different ways. If we just line up. You know, two in the backfield, tight end, two wideouts, or oh look, we put it in a slot receiver. There's no motion. Oh, Jameis, oh please, just don't screw up, Jameis. We saw that shit last year. It did not work. All I wanted, if if Pete Carmichael cannot show that he can just dial up a game the way he needs to dial up a game, yes, with because if he can't do it with Jameis, then Jameis doesn't shouldn't be. Here's how I feel. He dials it up. We throw a whole bunch of incompletions. Same thing. You're going to come in here and say, what the fuck was Carmichael doing? That that's what would happen. So I think it's easy to say that. Of course, we want to throw down. The, we want to be successful too. And we just went through ten minutes of how bad the offensive line is, and now we're talking about dialing up all these things downfield. No, but, well, what I said in the beginning of that is if we're if we say that the offensive line because if the offensive line plays like that. shit, yeah, then obviously it doesn't well, even I matter. Well, I love assumption what that plays you, are called. You're assuming the offensive line is going to be competent. They haven't been not. competent yet. That's what I'm no, saying. This, no, 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 I'm directing that this, to Corey. This, this they whole, haven't been competent yet. No, this whole discussion is if they are. Because we all know. I know, but that is like, well, if I win the lottery this week, I'm going to have a hell of a weekend. You know what I mean? It's like well, it's, Max, we're projecting what could or might happen in a game, so we're all. But if, what we're out of the, this entire thing? What out of the previous pod. four weeks have you seen that gives you any indication that this no. offensive line is going to be adequate? I'm not projecting them to be adequate. It's just that you're building your whole assumption on them being adequate. No, the only way we can even preview the offense is assuming the off, the offensive line will be decent. No, because we can it, preview it and say the offensive line might still be trash well, and they're we, going to be awful we, this week. If we say they're going to be trash and awful this week, then we lose and we cut the we cut the recording right now because that's your preview. 
So well, we're yeah, saying no, no, no. It doesn't have to be that whole, short, but no, it could whole, absolutely be this a whole preview. premise though is okay because the whole six minutes of this recording we talked about how bad they've been, so we know they're bad. Like we, yeah, and I see no indication that they're going to turn this around this week. And then <laughs> this discussion we got into, we said, okay, so let's just for discussion purposes for previewing the rest of the offense. Everybody was, you know, the other. I'd rather be a realist about it and look at it and say Vita Vea yeah, is probably going to live. Let's in our just backfield. pivot just a little bit. Do you, I understand what Corey's saying. Do you want to saying. talk about but the other six players on the field or not? I understand what you're saying, Corey. But let's <laughs> pivot a little bit and just instead of saying let's assume they're solid, right? We can let's talk about assume it assuming that we make some mild improvement. The offensive line isn't a catastrophe. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying too. You know, you want to see us be super aggressive offensively and. I just don't want to. It's not that I want to see us be super aggressive. I don't want to see us obviously holding back like we were a lot of the time last year. Last year, you looked at our offense, whether the offense was playing good or bad. I mean, the offensive line was playing good or bad. We were obviously holding back the. There were five turnstiles in front of the quarterback. Like I don't think Carmichael's holding back right now. Like I don't like Carmichael as much as you don't like him. But at the end of the day, like these guys need to be just. They need to be like actually. Well, you agree with me about last year, where it was obvious that we didn't see the typical multiple sets. The, the offensive line last year was not this bad. That's so. That's what I'm saying. When we didn't have a car type of quarterback, or we didn't even have Jameis for life, most of last year, we, you and I, Max, agreed that you didn't see multiple guys going in and out. Uh, substitutions, motion, because the offensive line wasn't nearly this bad. So we were frustrated that it's like, you know, at least try to call different sets, rotate it a little bit, do some motion a little bit. Last year was an example of him obviously holding back. And there were some guys that I get it, you know, like Trevor Simeon, like... uh, Simeon was the year before. Well, the year before. Well, he's an example too. But... I just don't want to see him obviously holding back. James Look, is I, now, I get your point. He's been and there I'm, too long. I'm somewhere in the middle between you two and your your two your your standoff about Carmichael right now. Like I don't like Carmichael. I've been on record saying this, but at the same point, the offensive line, their performance is not enabling any offensive coordinator to have That's any creativity saying. right now. They're no just offensive not. coordinator in the entire league. Yeah, I don't care if it's Sean Payton, Mike McDaniel, Shanahan. Yeah. Uh, ben Johnson in Detroit. It doesn't matter. So I'll put it no this. One, hold on. Yeah. Nobody at behind this performance of the offensive line is going to be able to, to run the offense the way they want to run it. That's fair. What I want to see, and I think Nick brought it up earlier, Kamara, quick passes. Because right now, these defensive linemen are teeing off on the offensive line. Correct. They are smelling blood in the water. They're going after it. Yeah. Quick hitters to Kamara. You know what I mean? Like, do yeah. some more motion with uh, Olave, bringing him into the backfield. Do it with Shahid. You know, hit him with with some uh, some quick plays like that to to make him fall off a little bit on the pressure. Make the defense have to account for something Correct. different. Happening now, like there. I understand that we need obviously we need to cover the entire offense, but they need to pivot what they're doing. And this kind of leans into the point I think you were trying to make that you, we would like to see uh, Carmichael be a little more creative with how he's handling the offensive line being complete ass. Yeah, yeah, I'll but, agree with that. There's one thing Max and I were going back and forth on during the game, and Max was saying, I think we need a true offensive identity. I think Carmichael has shown you the identity he wants. He wants yes. this offense to be about the receivers. He feels that's where we have an advantage. The numbers bear it out. Well, he's the, right, yeah. Right, the numbers bear out that they are dominating. Yeah. The problem is 
I think it's fair to say he has not adapted enough to yeah. the offensive line to be able to get the ball to those receivers enough. Or consistently, anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, Thomas is, I mean, he's catching 82% or something of his targets. Olave's over 80% of his targets. Shahid's over 80% of his targets. Yeah. He's right. That's that's where our identity should be. We're, we're giving secondaries fits. But if your offensive line's like that, you're going to have to do something. Something has to be sorted out between him and Doug Marone to allow us to exploit that huge advantage that yeah. I think is the identity of our offense and should be the identity of our offense. Whether yeah. Jawan does it, we talked about it, and you were, Corey especially said, Jawan may have a very down year. Whereas yeah. Max was saying, and I was saying, potentially he could have 70 catches. But if we're going away from Jawan and we're hitting the receivers at an 80-something plus percentage, we have to, we have to do that, and that's yeah. fine. We're, we're okay with, with Juwan having 30 catches this year. Yeah, you no have, problem. You have to find a way to protect bottom line, right. and it's, to Max's point, I mean, you have to – they have to do something. If they don't do anything, yeah. I mean, if they're letting the guys get back there in one less than two seconds, then it doesn't matter what you dial yeah, up. Yeah, they can't keep doing you know? what they've done the first four weeks. Yeah. They can't. They have to do something different. It would be the definition of insanity. Exactly. Doing the same thing, expecting different results. Doesn't happen. Exactly. Um, all right. So I think that pretty much covers exactly what, <laughs> all of what we want to see on offense. Um, you know, we looked at the, to our defense uh, with what they have in store this week. Uh, Baker Mayfield coming into the Dome. Uh, Mike Evans, the uh, always must-see TV. Get your popcorn ready. Mike Evans versus Marshawn. Uh, round whatever the hell it is uh that's back in action this week so excited to see that hopefully uh marshawn continues uh his fatherhood duties over mr evans and uh you know uh besides that i mean i don't know what are y'all concerned too much about i mean are y'all do you think do you see anything that leads you to believe that while Evans and Godwin are obviously probably the best receiving duo we've faced so far this season. Do you see anything to believe that we should have any kind of worry about that? No, I mean, I think, look, we're at home. Uh, Lattimore routinely makes it his his mission to shut down Mike Evans. I don't see any reason why that's not going to happen this year. Lattimore is at the peak of his powers. You know, Evans is having a good year, but at the same point, it should be the same old story. Uh, the difference this year is Adebo. Well, actually, Adebo is still out. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably looks like probably will be out again. Probably will be out. So we're looking at Alante and uh, Yadam again. But look, they're one, two, and three in pass yeah. uh, breakups. So yeah, it's, you literally couldn't ask for three better corners. Yeah, and look, you know, I know, so I, I feel like we kind of we kind of bagged on Yadam a little bit last week. He was great he is. He until was, the fourth quarter. He was he great. Was, he did. He's done a great job. Well, yeah, it's, all it's, things considered, that's the 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 peril of uh, defensive pass interference because, like, you know, does one bad play make your entire quarter half game a bad one? No, but he gave no. up the touchdown. Um, he gave, he gave up, up another long play. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not just referring to the penalty. I'm, I mean, okay, gotcha. I, I think, but, but don't get me wrong. He did not play a poor game. He got eaten yeah. up a little bit in the fourth quarter, and that and that was it. He he played pretty well. well yeah, as the um, the whole defense pretty much. Yeah, I mean, Alante, like we said, played which would have been one of the best games of anyone on the Saints roster this year. If you take away that pi, I mean, uh, by the end of the game, he was all over the field. Even the plays he missed, he was always in the right spot. And um, you know, if he plays like that again, I have to think he makes more of those plays. I think the defense comes out with a chip on their shoulder. You know, those guys are embarrassed. The whole team's embarrassed. 
And you look, Delonte Taylor talked about it in uh, one of the post game or the, the interviews the next day. We was like, yeah, you know, we watched the film. We were pissed off after the game. We flew home. We watched the film. We got pissed off again. Yeah. Like, these guys are going to be fired up. Let's let Baker. Well, that's the kind of shit I was hoping to hear some from the offensive line. Well, you're never going to get that out of the offense in general. And again, that's like, it's it's one of those fan hopes. Like, it doesn't mean they're not throwing helmets inside the locker room, but you just, as a fan, sometimes you want to hear it. It was awesome to hear that because you kind of were like, Right, yeah, I need somebody like, on offense know. to say that shit, but yeah. we don't have anybody like that. Kamara's yeah. yeah. probably um, the, the, the only one who you might hear something like that. Maybe Michael Thomas. The other yeah. ones are all a bunch of and then you know, they're kind of passive, like, you know, yeah. quiet guys. Carl will do it. Who's that? Carl will do it. He's come out multiple times saying, I've got to be better. We're winning the first I mean, two he games. he does need to be better. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. does. He knows it. And he yeah. said, I will play better. Yeah. Um, and but, I think uh, he will. Yeah, I hope he does, man. But real quick, back to the defense. Yeah, back to we were say. talking about Jameis, and I'm saying let's not let Jameis lose this game for us. That from a game plan standpoint, I'm not saying literally run it 40 times, but I'm saying let's not let yeah, that be the reason we lose the game because right. I think that is not smart coordinating. Let's let Baker try and do something on our defense and yeah. see where we go. Let let let's let's put possessions out there and let's we, see if he makes those plays. We have to pressure him like the same pressure we've been getting so far this year. There can't be any let up on that because, you know, if you you get Baker, I'm not saying look, he's not one of these elite pocket passers, but if you just make him feel comfortable, kind of let him play with that, you know, everybody loves to say it, but you know, it's fucking like worn out now. You know, well, Baker plays with a chip on his shoulder. Well, yeah, because <laughs> we know that. But if you let him bring in that, oh, that swag that Baker Mayfield plays with, like if if you you know, as cheesy as it is, like that stuff bubbles up within him and like that's him on his best day is when he feels like he could run down the field and celebrate and act like an ass because Max knows how I feel about Baker and everything. When you allow that guy to be cocky and showy and like what has proven to be his natural self as opposed to like when he's playing poorly, you see him pissed off, you see him like kind of crawl back within himself you know, if we let Baker play with confidence, then that's when Baker has the potential to, you know, do pretty well. Uh, so I think we got to keep him out, keep him off his game, keep him off balance, not let him feel confident. And I think that starts with the pressure. I mean, and I think our DBs are going to hold up for the most part. Godwin, look, Godwin's going to have his little 25 yard crossing route where he breaks the first tackle and runs another 10, 15 yards. That shit's going to happen. Mike Evans might even have a deep ball when he's not on Marshawn, uh, get a mismatch. But if we keep Baker on his, on his heels, uh, I think our defense can, can can have some fun. To me, the key is shut down the running game, put it all on Baker. And honestly, the game plan for them is going to be the exact same thing. Shut down the running game, put it on Jameis or hopefully Carr, but it's going to be, it's going to be mirror, Oh yeah, strategies from these two de- defensive coordinators. Yep. So it's just a matter of which quarterback makes makes the least mistakes, and which team can get some semblance of a running game or some semblance of a short passing game to counteract it. Because yep. Vita Vea, if he plays, and I think he was on the injury was, report yeah, last I, I saw, up. if he plays, he's going to fucking murder. It's going to be bad. Somebody on it's the gonna offensive be, it's line. It's going to be very bad. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it's McCoy. You know, Pete or Hurst or Ruiz. It doesn't like, even matter. Like I've said before, with some of our offensive line play, they would do better just getting on the ground and rolling around. 
instead of actually trying to block it. Just at least that way he'd have to slow down to step over you. You know, like just do a fire drill. It, if it, he's coming, just hit the ground, stop, drop, and roll. That'll make it actually harder for him to get to the quarterback than whatever the fuck they've been doing. It cracks me up to think back to the season preview episode when you were trying to make the, uh, the analogy about the two-face offensive line. Yeah, because because they're both it, it, <laughs> the two. We I, thought it was going to be two faces. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I told you that. I was like, I, I don't know, man. This might be. It's a. Uh, it is not two faced. It is. They all have the same face. Yeah, and it is we the haven't. Face, we have a face of doom. Yeah, we haven't seen Harvey yeah. Dent at all. Uh, yeah, on any side of the. But maybe Ram checking the first game, but <laughs> it still has um, the talent on the line to be decent. It, it's it has still the talent there, on the line gonna, to be fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm yeah. not going to give up on it. I just yeah. Well, we we're, we're well we to, can't because it's going to be a long season if we give up on them in week four. Do yeah, we we're, know we're, uh, we're about to sink way back down into that black? No, hole but do we know if Ruiz is playing or not? We don't know yet. It was just DNP on today's uh, Thursday's injury report. But back to the uh, defense and the injury report. Uh, Howden again was DNP at practice with a quote finger finger, finger injury. It's looking more and more like Lonnie Johnson's your guy. Even Tyron Matthews' uh, press conference today from the locker room, he was talking about. Lonnie being on the other side of him, uh, you know. I don't so, mind that. Lonnie's fine. No, and, and yeah, Tarrant has some good things to say. Like, and it was kind of funny because uh, somebody mentioned what Johnson had told them, and it's, they said uh, he said he's kind of like he's kind of scared of you a little bit. Like, and, and Matt, the Honey Badger, was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I get on him. I, I don't. I, he's like, I don't hold back. I don't. I tell him when he's wrong. I, there's. He's like, I'm kind of like an extension of the coaches. You know, I get on him." And I'll be honest, I'm fine cool. if Lonnie cool. Johnson cool playing. That's fine. Yeah, you know, and, He's got some experience. He's still, what is he, a three- or four-year veteran, big guy. He's yeah. fast as hell. He yeah. had an interception last week. Yeah. Got no problem with him playing. Yeah, Joe Woods said he's, he's built. No like, safety is going to be on these receivers. Like, Lattimore is going to be on Evans. Right. And the other corner, whether it's Alante or whether it's Yadam, is going to be on Chris Godwin. I so. think defensively versus their offense, we actually, I think we match up pretty damn well against this squad. I think their offensive line has some holes in it. They, they, you know, lost a couple of, you know, pro bowlers this past year, whether it be departures or injury. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we can continue to keep pressure on them, especially like that interior pressure, Brzee, uh, even Shepard, uh, Saunders. But yeah, wait, wait, I just did think you say Shepard and Saunders and you didn't say Brzee. He I said did say Brzee. Okay. Brzee. He's making sure. Making sure. He yeah. did, man. He's ready to pounce. Max, is, ready to pounce, Max is so protective of, of his child. I am very protective of Brzee. Of course you are. That's why I said his name first. Because oh, uh, just making sure. Anyway, but yeah, no, I think the matchups are great on defense. It just comes at, like we said before. For some games, it comes down to execution, uh, and also to Nick's point from last week, it, it, the offense can't. If we go three and out every play, you know, it just there's only so much the defense can do. You know, any defense can't be on the field for 45 minutes of a game and expect to, to hold up. Let, let me say this. So it, Cam Jordan loved a guy, was non-existent last week. Yeah. DeMario Davis, you know, for all of his, his amazing just play, was basically a non-factor as well. I think he only had three tackles. Yeah, three tackles from him. Is a, uh, yeah, that, the one that hurt was the missed tackle at the goal line. Yeah. It's a tackle we've seen him make. Yeah. So many times. So he, he over-pursued. The, the yeah, point I'm making with back. this is that yeah. the two of them basically took last week off. That's not going to happen two weeks in a row. Well, So I would expect Cam to have – I, I would expect Cam to bounce back 
and have a good game. I don't, and think I don't expect they, Demario to be Demario. They didn't take it off. They had. They didn't decide. Oh, we're going to play less hard this week. Cam was playing against a backup. So you saying he, he took a vacation day? Cam Jordan? No, I didn't say he. You took said he a took vacation it off. Day. I they said didn't take he off. Basically, when he had when you have zero tackles, you basically had to week off, Corey. They, they played, I didn't say he did it on poorly, purpose, but, but he basically had to week off. When you say players take off, it's like when they take snaps off and we criticize guys like when they're coming no. out of the draft. He did not play well. I mean, that's he just did not, not play well. They didn't he play well. I agree, with you. Yeah, I agree with you there. So yeah. he might as well. Let me clarify. I'm sorry. He might as well have taken the week off. Yeah, it would have the same effect on the field. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I would expect I saying, the two of them to bounce back this week. Yeah. I don't see Cam having zero tackles. Yeah. You know, he's home in the Superdome. He's going to get a sack, at least one sack. Right. Uh, DeMario is going to have a couple of impactful plays in the run game and the passing game. Yeah. We just need whoever is on the other side. Granderson, earn that contract, step up. Yeah. Let's get yeah. a sack. He actually played pretty good this game. No, I he thought. did. He did. He was Yeah, fine. he had some good plays. But. Even some good run stops. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I know your feelings on Cam and DeMario, so I, I was about to say I know you're not questioning – their effort. But no, I right. wasn't questioning their, their effort. I was questioning the stats, and I yeah. was saying they might as well have taken the week You're off. You're right. Yeah, their performance was subpar, beyond subpar, for yeah. their standards. Look, um, the reality is, if you looked at the injury report going into last week's game, and we can all listen to the pod from last week to hear it, you know, they were missing uh, left tackle, starting corner, starting wide receiver, starting running back. Like, this should not have been a game. And then watching no, them yeah. play the Lions tonight, like, Jordan oh. Love looked fucking inept. He looked like a high school quarterback that was thrown into an NFL well, game. He looks so looks similar. very similar. I mean, they look very similar from last week. He looked inept in the first half, what? and then in the second half, the difference was we didn't have anybody to keep moving the ball. What pissed me off more was seeing how easily the Lions just went through the Packers' defense and seeing how hard it was for us to even get a goddamn Well, first, there's creativity in the Lions' down. play calling. They have one of the brightest young minds in the league. Brings me back to my earlier point. Right. We're, we're still holding on to the Sean Payton era for some fucking reason. Like, we and, still I, we, have and actually, we haven't touched make... on this yet. I'm, you know, the fact that Traquan Smith gets released from injured reserve and immediately the next day is in Denver for a tryout. Love it. It's the funniest shit ever. Yeah. Because, A, we all called it. You could all see it coming. And it's just like we're just determined to hold on to the last little, like, you know, threads of the Sean Payton era on offense. Know, like, fair. fucking give it up, man. Like They just traded Lutz. They traded Trout, man. I mean, I don't think you can say that, that we're desperately trying to hold on to. I mean, we're, we're holding on to these retreads. Kirkwood, Traquan, Tony Jones. We got rid of Traquan. Well, we just, I'm sorry. Okay, we got rid of Traquan <laughs> this week. We still have Kirkwood on the team. We still have Tony Jones on the team. Like, but Kirkwood wasn't on the team when Peyton left. I don't know, and I'm not just trying to be contrarian here, Max, but I don't know that two backups, one of them being a four-string, four uh, is desperately holding on to the past. When you look at... Traquan, who sadly would be third-string if he was healthy. Would he have been if they released him? They want him to be third string. They fucking love him because he's, he's he's actually a force in the he running game. He can actually block. Well, we he still would have been our fourth. Receiver. To use one of your favorite terms, I don't think we can litigate what Traycon would have been. You missed my point. He's gone. My now. point is, we're still holding on to these guys. But like, I'm thinking, I don't get think where are these guys out of here? Like, why did, why is Carmichael still here? Like, bring in some fresh ideas. We don't need to try to recapture 2006. Like that era is gone. And Nick's going to love this, but you're seeing it with Russ Wilson right now in, in Denver. 
like Peyton and Carmichael, they had this guy, you know, this this obvious Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer in Drew Brees, who could process anything that was given to him. And they're still trying to run this offense. And Peyton would, a, a probable Hall of Famer in Russ Wilson, Russ Wilson cannot process this shit. What did Peyton yeah. have to do this past week? He had to shorten the play calls for Russ Wilson this week yeah. to and streamline it for him. they get beat by 50. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like cars hold on to the ball a little bit too long. Like, just they, this offense isn't for anybody other than Drew Brees. Drew Brees is the only fucking yeah. quarterback that has ever proven he can run this offense on any of these teams. And that still holds true. You're right. You're right about that. I mean, but I, I don't think it's inherently a bad offense. I mean, I think you've seen I'm flashes. Not, Corey, I didn't say it was a bad offense. I'm, I'm just saying, saying that they're expecting. You're also, I'm not saying also, you you're that. talking about Derek Carr two and a half games into this offense yeah. and Russell Wilson three I, games into this offense. I, I don't know that that we haven't even given a guy. Yes, you could. It hasn't been proven that any other quarterback besides Drew Brees well is capable. But hold on, hold on. Carr is going to be dead by week six well, if he makes it back before. That doesn't have to with the but offense though. Just like we can say, no other quarterback besides Drew Brees can run this uh, this offense besides Jameis Winston. I mean, what other quarterbacks have had? a long stretch to be able to show they can run it. I mean, Teddy, I mean, obviously like there was a smaller playbook for him coming in a second string, but he didn't lose a game, you know? So like, but he also wasn't he didn't the win a game. <laughs> let's be honest. It was the game manager version. of. The we all love Teddy, but okay. they, let's just be honest and say the that. Offense was, hold on. Let's be honest and say that Peyton at that point pivoted and scaled it back and said, Hey, let's just make this guy a game manager. The defense is going to win some games. So, Same thing with Jameis. Where uh, Peyton was the ultimate, he put a governor on Jameis. You know, the governor was easy on go karts. You could tell that was not Jameis. Yeah, in any form or fashion, in that season when he had what was it, six touchdowns, two interceptions, his five and two start start off. Five and two, whatever it was, fourteen and fourteen. No, Uh, when he started off with the five and two and ended up like yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was Jameis with a governor on it. Like that was not in any way what Jameis wanted to do. Peyton knew he's like this guy cannot do. What I want to do out of an offense, so I need to rein him. It's like taking a fucking stallion and cutting his legs off. It's like, no, this guy, he has to be... Oh, yeah, we could feel it as fans. Stallions like, aggressive. If we as fans wanted to push the pedal, we we could almost feel the governor ourselves, you know, hitting the And it resist. had to be done. It had to be done. But, I mean, yeah, I agree with Nick, though. It's way too early to say that the offense can't be humming with Carr, you know, because he had two games. No, he it's had, obviously way too early. But I, I'm just saying it's just the I early... The early returns, and the problem is the offensive line is impacting this way too much because these yeah. guys are not giving any – no, it doesn't matter if we have prime John Elway, prime Dan Marino. It right. doesn't matter at this point because the but, offensive line well, – Here's I, my problem with this narrative at all. Before the season, we all said this offense was going to struggle for weeks. We all said it. We yep, get in it. We, we have to watch it. We can't handle it. It's because we're so emotionally invested in it. The, the truth is, we knew it was going to look like this. It has. We didn't think it was going to look this bad. I didn't think the O line would look. This, I didn't think the O line. I thought we the did not think the line would be able to run block. I'll be the first to say I did not think the O line yeah. would look this bad. I'll be the first one. I'll be I, the second. And, and but the offense itself, we said we were going to struggle in the red zone early. We said there were going to be you know communication issues. We all said it. But then when we're living it, we want to pretend that we didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, but time out, time out. We're three games in. Two and a half of those games, we were the better team. In my opinion, yeah. Now, should we have scored more points? Absolutely. Could the offense be a hundred percent? You know how many more points we had to score in the second half of the last game? Two. Yeah. <laughs> that if is, we score a field goal, I, if we don't miss the field goal, we probably still win. Now that, that game. might be an unfair comment Look, because Jameis came in after not receiving any reps. I get all that, but like just two points. 
Like, just, yeah, but even with on. two points, it would have been a minute and 40 seconds. Like, if, if, uh, I'm not if saying Ruby when nails they had that kick, them. there's still a minute and 40 seconds. Very left. likely we don't win the game, but I'm just saying, you right. don't know that. We have the lead. And why are we not bagged on you know, that a little bit? <laughs> maybe Groupie really is the, possibly the next greatest Saints kicker because he knew what was coming. He did us all a favor. Groupie's like, hey, I've studied this franchise. <laughs> Let's I know what's out. about to happen. Let's just I'm going to do you all a favor and just miss this fucking kick wide that's right. Your, that's your best take in a so, couple episodes. I'm you know, tell you. It's like, I'm going to help you all. I'm going to do you all a solid, not get y'all's hopes up. And just end it right here. Yeah, and let me say this. Like, yes, we did agree that the offense would struggle coming out of the preseason since the preseason has been shortened to three games. And week one is essentially week four of the preseason. And I'll say, you know what? Carr played basically one series in the preseason. So throw in another game for struggles and adjustments or whatever. But my God, none of us could have predicted the offensive no. line being this inept. No way. I yeah. agree with that 100%. Like, these no guys are so bad. It's, it's like you took... The the uh, the caricature of Andrews Pete that every Saints fan has in their head of him just being a turnstile or the worst of Caesar Ruiz, and you combined it into this like super shitty version of that and yeah. multiplied it by five. Like remember, that's what these guys are. Like right remember now. the now that's what I call music CDs. Yeah, it was like the best. Whatever the opposite of that is. Like it's, if someone came out line. like the, or like the VH1 specials and you know. A, dating ourselves here or whatever but like when it was like the worst of the whatevers and you had all these like c-list comedians talking about how bad this and that was it's like that's what's happening for our o-line and it's just like cringe to watch it you know it's it's terrible to watch it's just yeah the cringe that's what the uh, kids no say. it's worse than that worse than like cr- cringe i'm like eh, eh, that's bad this is like what the fuck are they doing? You you wish they were even. I mid. wish they were cringe, even or even mid, right? Corey, I wish they were cringe. <laughs> I wish they were cringe, dude. Cringe is worse than mid. I love hearing Max use the uh, Gen Z terms. It's funny. No, um, I mean it's like. I mean, cringe is more transferable. It's funny across every generations. time Corey tries to get away from this offensive line discussion. Max just brings it back. I really am. No, but I'm mean, not going to let him say, "Oh, you know, assuming this happens this week." This I'm is not a podcast. We say assuming a thousand different things and then talk about it. Like, but you're going to say the one thing that has been the constant, and you're going to assume it's just going to flip. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying an assumption is different from a hypothetical. Like if. Their baseline, what has to happen next? Their baseline is fucking down here. No, no. If if they're average against the Bucks, what do we look to next in terms of... Dude, I would give my know. left nut for them to be average once right now. Okay. They haven't been close to average this year. <laughs> no, I agree with you. So let's let's try it one more time. Okay. So Okay, so this, this offensive line that has if, been just absolutely pathetic for the first three weeks... So for this preview, I'm going to go ahead and assume no, no. they're going to be they're going to be average or above this week. I'm not asking you to, to say they're going to be. Well, this that's is, what you're assuming, is, and your, your whole no, basis I'm of the preview assuming. is built off of them being uh, average or better. I'm, I'm going to give this one last try because this has to be cringe to listen to. Okay, if the offensive line surprises you against the Bucks, I'll be ecstatic. If, I'll be thrilled. Okay, and if you are thrilled because they have surprised you. And played better than cringe. Don't see it. Better than cringe. If if that happens, then what position are you next looking to to secure the victory for quarterbacks? The okay. There you go. Thank Quarterback. God, we got right, there. We got there. We so, got there. <laughs> from that, it's not going to get there. It's all about the offensive line. All right. 
So you moving you're past that? Okay, pause, pause, pause. Let's this go to predictions enough. though. Let's go because that's a good yeah. segue. So on the offense, Max will start it <laughs> off for predictions for the game. So it sounds like you think it's going to be a struggle. It's going to absolutely be a struggle. Okay, so who you cool. got? Cool. Yeah, let's go. No, y'all go first. <laughs> All right, let you think about it. Uh, Nick, you go. I'll go first. I'm gonna say Taysom nine carries, fifty eight yards, a touchdown. Uh, oh, you're rolling straight in MVP. I thought you were gonna go for score first. Oh, score? It doesn't matter. You can do. You can do whatever you want. But I was just yeah. I'm gonna say we win twenty to thirteen. Let me ask you bold. this. So it's those bold. 20 points, how many of those come from the special team or the defense? Seven. <laughs> okay. We're going to get a pick six or a return. Yeah, We're going to get mean, something on fair, Baker. Fair. Um, All right, hold on. I'm, uh, I think we get multiple turnovers, and I think that's what leads to points as well. Fair. I don't think we're driving the field and going crazy. That's why I'm saying well, Taysom. You bring up a good point. The Bucks in their first two games were plus five in the turnover, and uh, – I think in the Eagles they were minus two, something like that. Yeah. Well, we talked about it on the way out. Max said Eagles Baker's Eagles, playing yeah. well. I said, yeah, it's an anomaly. We're, we'll see what happens. Well, because he's going to revert. He's a turnover guy. It's it's he's going to give you chances. We got to take them. It's the same as Jason. James. James yeah. is going to give him chances if they take them. Uh, James is an all-time turnover guy. Baker's not near that category. We just got to hope that the Sean Payton governor is like zinging into his earpiece and his helmet. But I'll say this before I let you get back to your predictions. I mean, um, it's. Well, I forgot what I was going to say. That's it. Well, hold on. He didn't tell us his defensive MVP. <laughs> All right, so, so it's going to be Lat because he's thirteen. Yeah. You're saying Lat? Yeah, it's going to be Lat because it's Mike Evans' day. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's going chalk. Yeah, it's like uh, All Saints' day. He gets so amped for these, Lattimore. man. He loves it. Um, 2013, You said twenty thirteen. Yep. Offensive is Taysom Hill with a touchdown. Basically, that's it. Maybe on ten touches. Five six yeah six yards a touch. If you miss the six yards a touch average, I'm going to call you out. Okay, that's fine. I'm good with it. <laughs> so I'm saying it's going to be eight or nine carries, a couple catches, maybe a, a throw or two. Um, but he's going to have the lone offensive touchdown. There we go. We somehow get. I'll put it this way: we get a defensive touchdown, or we get a, a defensive turnover, like inside their ten. That is well, the if, difference. If we get the twenty. Are you saying we're going to multiple field goals? Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, so I'm going to go Taysom. So you're assuming that uh, Jameis starts? I am. I'm assuming okay. Carr's out. Um, I would change my tune if Carr starts a little bit. I think if Carr starts, even with the offensive line, I think we probably win this one comfortably. Maybe not by a big margin, but like we feel in control of that game the whole way. Well, that, that's if Carr, if Carr starts and he's – and he's semi-normal. Right? Semi-normal. in control this whole year. I think it's a Jameis game. I, I Honestly, yeah, I, I don't see... I agree with that. This whole year has been I a slog. I think it's the one thing you and I have agreed on tonight. We've had a good, we've had a fun little night of disagreement here, Max. We have that all the time. You have done. I don't think it's an accident. This whole year has been a slog. Listen, we've been I don't think it's an accident the two games we won were where Carr was in the game at the end of the game winning the game. When he wasn't there, Correct. we got dominated. So th- there is a difference level of quarterback play. The team stayed composed. We made the big play at the end. Well, we wait. did not do that. Here's an idea. If it's like if he knows game time, whether or not the shoulder feels well, if he's good enough going the whole week without throwing a ball, maybe he's good enough going the whole week of practice plus three quarters. We bring him in baseball style with like, you know, major league, the movie, the music's playing, car comes in, in the fourth quarter and wins the game. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. So. It won't happen. But yeah. that'd be kind of funny. 
there's just something about players <laughs> who don't tighten up when it's the toughest, and he he doesn't. He's had a great fourth no, quarter record. No, he's great in the fourth quarter. He, he's great. He's not a, a perfect QB, but that has never been his problem. It, he's, it, it honestly is the difference between us being two and one and zero oh and three. Correct. You know, is the fact that he made some clutch throws in the fourth quarter in the two in the first two games. There's a sense of, of like security or calmness in the fourth quarter when he's in there because he's proven, if nothing else, so far. I mean, it's two games, yes, but. He's, he plays loose under pressure. Well, but like, what is he? He leads the like, league in uh, fourth-quarter comebacks yeah. since he's been uh, since started, right? But he's like he's yeah. loose He's loose under pressure in a good way. You know, like he plays also loose, leads the league like in games played, which, of course, Saints luck. He's hurt right out the gate. But uh, well, he's, I, since he came in the league, he's played the most games at quarterback than any other quarterback. That brings me up to an, another very important point. Remember in the uh, – before the Rams playoff game that we won, they had the uh, – the curse was – whatever curse was on the Superdome was lifted by the uh, voodoo priestess with the – Snake and all that stuff. Are you talking about the uh, greatest show on turf one? Yeah. 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 So there was another uh, caller voodoo queen, if you will, back then. But there was another queen who put on a performance in the Superdome this week. Did you go last night? I did not go, but Lizzie did. <laughs> okay. There was a queen bee. <laughs> Beyonce put on a show in the Superdome all right, I don't last care. night. Give us your So give she us your has prediction. lifted... We can we can maybe hope that that Bay has lifted whatever has been holding us back, just like the voodoo that's priestess a, that's did. A, that's a fucking terrible the, segue. Just give us the prediction. The Rams. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying anything here, Max. Trying it, to make this team this game entertaining. After what it looked like, <laughs> this that, is not entertaining. You watched the second half last week. I'm trying anything here, man. Um, so okay. who you got? Give All it right. to us. My score. I, I do. Fuck, man. I think our defense comes and plays pissed off number one they just pissed anytime they see mike evans and the bucks that gets them pissed no matter what but i think they have a real real bad taste in their mouth after the second the fourth quarter of the uh, not even the second half the the last eight minutes uh the joe woods press conference they kept talking about the last eight minutes yeah you know where it really all went to shit they were 17 to 3 with eight minutes left so their their piss is all hell they clearly held themselves this is a this is just a take, but I think they hold themselves to a higher standard than whatever the fuck our offensive line, offensive line is holding themselves to. They come in pissed off. Defense carries us. The offense is going to look like shit again, but I think we at least find a way to pull this one out. Uh, I'm going with like a a uh, seventeen. To seventeen to fourteen, Saints win. Good God, we were like on the same page with this. I yeah, can't wait I to mean, hear your MVPs and see I, if it's the same as mine. I don't think they will be, but I, but here's the thing: I thought about this. You know, when we were talking about oh, 11 straight games now, where we've held the opponent to twenty points or less, and it's like how it doesn't seem it really doesn't seem that long ago at all. Maybe it seems too long ago. Where if you would looked at the Saints offense and said, can you just give us three touchdowns? Can you just give us three touchdowns and don't miss an extra point? That would have seemed laughable. And I'm not going to put it on. I can't predict our offense to score three touchdowns yet. I just can't. But if they do, we win going away. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, offensive MVP of this game uh, is... I think the offensive MVP in this game is going to be Mike Thomas. Uh, 
not because he's going to go light the scoreboard up, not because he's going to have 150-plus yards receiving, but with an offensive score 17 points, with an offense that looks like shit, at some point we're going to have to get timely first downs, and he's going to be the guy you're looking for. The Bucks are going to come heavy with blitzes. They're a safety blitzing team, uh, and when those safeties blitz, there's a big old gaping hole in the middle of the field, and Mike is or or you got a linebacker trying to cover Mike, and that ain't going to work. Uh, even Devin White. So Mike Thomas gets a bunch of timely catches, maybe even gets up to ten receptions with the short ones included. And Jameis seems to like Mike, uh, so I'm going to go with that. My defensive MVP is going to be the Honey Badger. Uh, I think he with his instincts can exploit Baker Mayfield and he's either going to be able to exploit Baker Mayfield with an INT, read him well, or when Baker gets out of the pocket, Honey Badger's just going to come up and pop him. He might even get a forced fumble. He's either going to, he's going to have one of two things, a forced fumble or an INT. The forced fumble is going to come when Baker tries to be too cute and not slide. And the Honey Badger is going to be like, thank you. Take it from him or pop it out. The INT is going to come. If Baker's sitting in the pocket too long, Honey Badger, reads his eyes knows exactly what he's doing jumps the route picks it uh so yeah uh mike thomas offense honey badger defense all right so to echo your sentiment the offense is going to suck again i think we somehow scrape out 17 points one touchdown will be by the offense the other one's going to come either defensively or special teams touchdown the one offensive touchdown is going to be scored by the offensive MVP of this game, Juwan Johnson. I hope you're right. He has been non-existent for the first three games. He's going to come alive this week. Jameis likes him. We'll get, and even if it's Carr, I don't care who plays quarterback, we're still going to score 17 points either way. Juwan Johnson will have the lone offensive touchdown. The Buccaneers will score 16 points. It's going to be uh, almost, three, at, almost at 16. <laughs> it's going to be three field goals and the one touchdown. Um, defensive MVP, I think the easy choice would be Marshawn. I'm going to go off the grid a little bit and say Alante. I think okay. this is the week Alante gets the interception, and I wouldn't be surprised if his one of his his interception goes for a touchdown. Ooh. Maybe like a, when the Bucks are backed up on the on their own ten yard line or something like that. I, I just feel like he's due. And he played so well last week, with, you know, with the exception of the pass interference call. I feel like he's due. He's been so close over the course of his career. This is going to be the week where we see a pick six or a fumble six. One of those two things happens. Juwan Johnson gets the other touchdown. There's a field goal worked in. We went 17-16. Another slog where we're watching the game and it's just fucking painful to watch. You know, we're waiting for this explosion that's never going to happen, and it's just going to be its going to be a tough game. Do you th- yeah. Yeah, you're right. Do you think our fans boo the no. Saints anymore? No, because Absolutely the not. defense is going to be— Because I heard that from the Packers tonight. I was there, there's a difference because the Packers were getting just sh- the shit kicked out of them at if the, if the offensive line allows, like, four sacks in the first half— Oh, the offense is going to get booed. That's what I mean. Like the team or something. Uh, the like, team is not going to. Like they booed like, the Packers coming off the field. Do you think there's going to be like a series where the offense is coming off the field and the fans are Yeah, going. I think the offense will get booed at some okay. point. But okay. the defense at no point will get booed. Maybe that's something else we can add to the predictions for home games. Boo or no boo. No. I mean, there's a difference though. There's a difference <laughs> between like when you're going off the field at halftime, they're not going to get booed. 
Yeah. But after an individual series where they give up like a sack or two or another negative play or have a penalty, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. going to get booed. That's when our fans come out with it. Yeah. Right. Now, our fans are good we enough to We won't boo the whole team, yeah. though, because the defense is going to play well. I'll give that to our fans. They're, I think, save for like the Mike Ditka, certain Haslett era days, like we're we're so, not so, we're not we're not booing the fans. The, we're not booing the team when they come. Well, I'm, off I'm the booing f- the two of you because you're both gonna be watching on TV, right? <laughs> Asshole. With my twin daughters, but <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't have the club level tickets yet to to put them in the nice seats, Max. You know, I can't. I'm not saying. I mean, you keep you, buying these fucking preseason tickets. Why don't you buy some regular season tickets and not waste money on the preseason? I went to the Titans game. Okay, I'm going to Jag. To- I'm going to Jaguars game. Going to the Bears game. Okay. So uh, he's up, we're, we're getting there. He's up. Come so, on, come on, man. Save that money for the preseason next year. It wasn't. It was like this preseason was cheap. It's a waste. I love being dumb. It's fun. I think that's enough. <laughs> enough what? Come on, man. In case we were not clear, we got at least twenty more minutes. Our offensive line <laughs> is not very good. Oh, you you said it again. <laughs> oh man. Well, that wraps oh, up. On. Let me say this, though. I, I do think that Andrews Pete will be an improvement this week. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume he starts. That seems to be where it's trending. And I, I do think the uh, the running you, game looks a little bit better than it has. Do you want to change your offensive MVP to Andrews Pete? No. Uh, <laughs> it's still going to be bad, but I think the running game looks a little bit better. Like, they're, they're like, they, they upgrade themselves to anemic this week. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's, what's below anemic? What we've been the last three weeks. Well, I'm looking for an adjective. Uh, fuck abomination. Uh, <laughs> shit. I think that's a noun. That's a noun. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. It, it's same Fucking purpose. Awful. <laughs> same purpose. Uh, uh, okay. All so. right. Well, that was a long-winded episode about uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. We had a lot to talk about. At least we're all optimistic a win is going to occur this weekend. So, well, are we ever going to pick a loss? We will. I don't think we will. We will. It's coming. Just, just let us get You're a looking little, at something like you know it's coming. Let us get a little sadder. And I was, the, the losses look, will be predicted. I was really close to going out on this one, but I it's still the Bucks. I almost did it last week. I almost did it this week. Depending on our future performances, L predictions might be coming. Yeah. To be fair. I hope they don't. I hope we probably should have. We would have won last week, and we'd all been a hundred percent right so far, if not for that injury. Yep. So let's not slam us yet. I'm not ready to slam us. I don't think. <laughs> but I'll slam. The, you know who I will slam? We haven't really talked about him much yet. But the uh, the, o, the the O line, <laughs> O line, not so good. Oh God! Don't make me uh, say it again. Okay. Well, thanks for listening again, and we'll catch you after the Bucks game next week. All right. Who that? <laughs>